Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play store. Like us on Facebook at TPV radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. This is ARV. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lebreen at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown, with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website, www.tpvradio.com. RadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616. 616- 929-2991 or 517-489-6923 or you can order from the website www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, TPB Radio. TPB Radio.
Good afternoon. Pastor Chris, are you there? Yes, ma'am. I am here. Yes, we're just having some issues right now. But uh, we're still here. We're ready to rock and roll. Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. Saturday's buffet at your service. Uh, Sister Roberta, are you there? Sister Roberta? Good afternoon. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, how are you today? I am great. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I woke great. up this morning. Woke up this morning with a song on my heart that uh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for me. Amen. <laughs> my heart cries hallelujah because He has given yes. us the victory. Man, what an awesome and amazing way to wake up this morning. Uh, I know that this is a weighty subject that we're on. This uh, book of the Bible is one that is life-changing. I understand why we're having technical difficulties today, because I have been in a struggle all week. Uh, This this scripture, um, these scriptures, I should say, are changing uh, our lives. So we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that they're changing yours. We have guests on today. Pastor Little, are you there today? Yes, I am. Hey, sir, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just blessed to be here. Hey, hey, man, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Is is uh, Pastor Jackson? Are you there? Unmute your phone, Pastor Jackson, if you haven't already. Well, Pastor Jackson, are you there? Okay, while we wait on Pastor Jackson to come on, we, we have another, we have a fresh wind. That's what I called her. That's what the Spirit of God called her, called her a fresh wind. We have a fresh wind on with us today on this panel uh, to uh, with our endeavors to help somebody see another way of living, another way of life, another perspective, because we can only look at life from where we are. We have a fresh wind on. That fresh wind is Kanaisi Hines. I, I, I'm sorry, Davis. <laughs> Davis. I, Hi, let me call you Tree. I won't mess that up. Hi, Tree. Hello there. How are you? We're doing fine. We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Uh, we're just grateful today for the people of God that God has on on the uh, the radio uh, show today. Uh, before we get started, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many blessings you've already bestowed upon us. God, we come against any opposition that will come against the word of God that's going to go forth on today. We thank you, Lord God, that you have blessed us to be able to see. And, Lord God, our task today is that we endeavor to help somebody else find the way, the truth and the light. And we thank you for it now, God, for the blood of Jesus covers this uh, entire day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Has Pastor Jackson gotten back on yet? Okay, well, we're going to go on. And because of what we have to do, we're going to, we're going to, you know what, before we go forward, I I really want to go back. I really want to go back. I want to go back and revisit last week. Um, Tricia said something last week right before we closed, and I have not been able to get it out of my mind and out of my spirit. Uh, We think about some things. uh, We we see stuff in parts sometimes. And and, and, and although she didn't say any new words, but the way she put what she said last week, it shook me and it rocked me. 
And I know that I'm not the only one because I've gotten responses from our listeners as to how they were blessed by what you said, uh, Tracy. So you said on last week, you've never been raped. And so therefore you can't even speak on that. And, and you know, do you realize, I know you do. I, I would have tried that before I heard her, you gave me knowledge on that. I would have tried that. If a woman had come to me and had been raped, but I, well, I can't say the rape part because I've been raped. Let's say another another area that I'd never had experience in, I would have tried to help her. And I'm so grateful for you for giving us that insight that when, when we are faced with an area that we know nothing about, our best um, uh, line of defense is to find somebody that can really help that person. Do you want to say any more of, about what you said last week before we go forward, uh, Tracy? Well, I think what's what's really important is um, when it comes to the body of Christ, God gave us so many different people with different experiences and different knowledge so that we can help those along the way. What we go through in life is never about us, but it's about the other people. So, you know, as a church body, as a, a, a flock um, in the body of Christ, um, one person does not have the answers for every situation in that church or in the body mm-hmm. of Christ. So it is imperative that we tap into the people who God has given the visions and given um, um, them the, the favor and, and the experiences to go through. We tap into those people so they, they, they can help those who are hurting. That's real good. That's real good. We really appreciate that. That's That's awesome. Uh, and, and, I'm sorry, go ahead, baby. And and one other thing I wanted to add to that, we can hurt, we can um, actually cause more hurt along the way when we try to tap into things that we have no knowledge of. Exactly. I totally agree. I've been there, did that. Thank you so much, uh, uh, woman of God, for that. Uh, Pastor Little, um, as, a, as a pastor and a leader of a flock, uh, can you... Can you uh, gain from that what she just said? I know I can. Yeah, I understand um, what she's saying. Um, but I think everybody has different experience. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't use rape as the worst thing that happened to somebody. I wouldn't use anything because um, I think everybody that been hurt some kind of way. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I believe God will meet you wherever you're at. Because um, when my wife died, I had never experienced that. Uh, it doesn't matter what anybody say to me, I'm still hurt. Mm-hmm. So when I put all my trust in, in God, he put me in a position where I was sitting there all night with her. seemed like a couple of hours. And I know I wasn't doing it myself, and I know where nobody was helping me in that was God so I don't care what situation you in God would meet you right there that I know Amen. Uh, and I understand what she's saying about somebody in the church yeah God sent that's why he said be careful you might be talking to an angel anybody can be your angel if God sent it to you if you hurt in, in a situation God can send somebody to you to say the right thing to you to help you because anybody can be your angel. I'm just saying, I know we all have experienced something that 
maybe somebody else didn't experience the same thing. But I do yes. know God will meet you there. Amen. And he can he pull will. you through. Very good. Pastor Jackson, have you gotten on yet? Yeah. Hey, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Blessed. Thank God for another day. Another day, John. Amen. Amen. You know, I uh, what, and, uh, what 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 she was saying. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead, will you go ahead and say finish your and then I was gonna go say ahead. what Tracy was saying was in, in our ministries that many times the different um areas of pain, uh, we as ministers and, and people of God uh can benefit from having people that have had experiences and that are called into that area of ministry. And as a pastor, that's what I was trying to uh relate to I'll ask you and Pastor Little, uh, is that an area where you know, some, some, some information you can gain from that, that sometimes when you have a person come into your office and they, they begin to show, uh, I'm sorry, share some information with you and you don't have any knowledge of that, that it will, really would be beneficial to have someone in the church that's a part of your ministry that, that knows something about that area. Is that not a, a good thing for you? Yeah, you know, uh, that was good. And that's what uh, I believe in because a lot of knowledge I don't have a lot of things. But right. the main thing is when you're counseling or telling anybody, when they come to you with a situation, whether you've been hit by that or not, the bottom line that you want to lead them to, I, I use back to go back to my grandson. I told him what I have can help him. But if he don't, but I take him to somewhere he feel that he can get help like if he's going to go to a rehab I, said, I don't know the, the, the methods that rehab people have but I've never been in it I say but what I have can help you if you don't want to use my what I have because whatever situation you're going like Pastor say God got it and he can handle it so but if you don't have that when you say the knowledge that the, the, the give that person whether you've been in it or not you're still going to lead them to somebody I'm going to give you what I got and if you don't want this, it's automatic. You take them to where they can get help. Like I told him, you can go. I'll take you to I'm not fighting and say you don't need to go to a rehab. I'm saying, well, if that's what you feel that you need, I'll take you. So, but my, I, first, first, offer thing, we want to offer Christ. If a person ain't ready, accept that. He or she can't be helped. If they ain't ready to accept the things of Christ or what can help all of us, they ain't ready to be healed, rather no matter whatever level it is, and then, then you lead them to whatever can help them. And, and whatever that person go to, that person got to lead them right back to, if they're going to be helped, the word of God or the way of God. So that's the way I, I feel like in everything, because all of us been in some type of situation that it took the word of God Somebody's telling us it's a process to get us back to the Word of God. Yeah. yeah. Sister, Sister Roberta, you you um, would like to add anything to what we what's been said? That yeah, that's <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes it's we do. Jesus, Jesus is the answer to all of yes. life's problems. Mm-hmm. But sometime before. We get to know Jesus. We need to have layers and things that needs to be pulled off before we can even hear. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we have to sometimes go for uh, professional help. And it's something that in our community is, is not really welcome. Mm-hmm. All our life we've been taught, you know, you just pray and wait on God and everything mm-hmm. can be fine. You know, you confess this three or four times and it's going to be, everything's going to be right. fine. Yet to real, you do this and you do it in sincerity, and yet I still have the problem. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have to go to professional help to be able to uh, walk this thing through. It is a process. That's why the scriptures say, "If any man like wisdom, let him ask of God." Wisdom comes comes mm-hmm. from God, and He Amen. He gives us knowledge of everything, everything. You know. As a kid, I thought, <clears throat> I used to hear sermons, Abraham believed God. Abraham prayed and offered up Isaac. Hmm. And when I got into the word of God, I found out it just didn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. It was a process. God first took him and showed him who he was, mm. that he can bring him to the place where he would, would have the faith to believe that he could offer up his son. But it's not taught that way. It's just taught that Abraham believed God. Abraham, God told him to offer up his son. And so I I went away thinking that it was just like that. You just Mm -hmm. speak it and and that was it. But as I began to read, when you start off, when Abraham Abraham started, God told him, leave your your, uh, country, your family. Mm -hmm. So that's a big step. He said, he didn't tell him where to go or what. Then there are other things that's trans- transcribed before he got to the place that he could offer offer up his son. Yeah, you know he even laughed at God when God told him he would have a son. So it was a process, and God took Abraham to him through the process to get him to the place where he could have that kind of faith and offer up his son. That's that's so true, so true. And the same thing in our life, we don't we don't have that relationship when we walk in. We dare not. Uh, discount the power of God. We don't do that at all. Uh, the only thing is, I was thinking about my neighbor uh, that lives across the field from me. They lost their baby, and uh, I'm I'm sure that that was a, an horrific pain to wake up and find your baby, a month old baby, deceased. And I was I wanted to I wanted to minister to them, but I've never lost a child. And I'm thinking about what what Teresa said about you don't have any experience. And so I saw the mother of the child outside many days. I had a, a heart to say something, but the Spirit of God would not allow me to because I couldn't meet her where she was. And so the father was outside one day, and I, I was allowed by the Spirit of God. I was led to approach him. And so I went to the fence, and, I, you know, I just shared with him. I was sorry to hear about his child, and he was receptive. And the Spirit of God told me to pray for him. So I asked him, I said, do you mind if I pray? He said, no, I don't. So he was open because God led me to that. And the only thing we're saying is when, you, when you're when you in an isolated situation, there are not cookie cutter fixes for, for the situation. I couldn't, I couldn't get to the mother because I was, it's not time. But with the father, I was allowed to get to him to give my condolences and even to pray for him. So if I didn't mm. did that to the mother, I probably would have met with a with something uh, much something uh, unfavorable, let's say it like that. So, um, if everybody is clear, we'll move on to verse five. Uh, the, the word of God was so powerful on last week. 
we're going to move to verse 5. Uh, verse 5 says, For this ye know well, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idler, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. We already know this. This ain't nothing new to us. Let's go to verse 6. Verse 6 says, Let no man deceive you with empty words. For an account of these things, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. And so we have we have the Lord saying uh, to us where a lot of people have said, you know, I don't really believe the Bible. Y'all been saying Jesus is coming back for a long time. Well, I don't believe that. He said, don't you let nobody uh, bamboozle you with their empty words. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't let nobody tell you that these uh, different spirits that I just read off to you are going to be allowed to continue to operate in your life. Uh, we can't keep playing around with our free will. And, and, and some people say, well, free will gets me in trouble. A free will is a gift because you have a choice of, of choosing what you, want, what you want your life to turn out to be. And so there's a day that's coming, though, that all of our debts are going to be due and our payments are going to be required to be paid in full. We're going to reap a harvest from whatever seeds we've sown. And there's a natural pay. And there's a supernatural pay. We're not going to get by. So uh, we'll start with you, um, Roberta, if you want to share from what was read, the five and six. Yes, Paul was, just, Paul was saying God don't tolerate. He's not going to tolerate these things. God is a God of righteousness. And he, he it, righteous means the right way of doing things. But God is going to deal with the right way of doing things regardless to who it is, who they think they are, but he and he he Paul letting them know that look, God don't he's not gonna tolerate this in his kingdom because it's all at the end of the day it's about the kingdom of God and he's not tolerating and uh, he says that don't be deceived, yeah you know like you said you know it's gonna come up again you know people plant seeds and think okay you know well I did this I didn't know but that seed is is full grown it it, it has to grow. Mm-hmm. Mhm. That's real good. You know, it okay. has to grow. I'm sorry. That was very good how you put that. Uh, God's not going to tolerate it. And and I think that sometimes Roberta that gets us in trouble when He does allow us to to um, do certain things without any repercussions right away. We think that that because nothing happened today, I'm good now. You know, but that's not true. Thank you, Sister Roberta. Uh, Pastor Jackson, would you like to add to that? Pastor Little, would you like to add to it? Well, when you when you look at that, Paul Paul when he wrote that, he 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 pointed us to Jesus and Jesus is our example. So a lot of time, and I know we all did this before when you in between a decision you'll ask yourself is this pleasing to God or is this was Jesus would he do this so we have our example Paul mm-hmm. is not using himself as an example this the book of Ephesians Jesus Christ is our example Mm-hmm. So when we look at it, if we follow Christ, we we say, 
Because we don't Amen. come to Christ didn't do. Because Christ came in the flesh, He demonstrated Himself. He He showed us the way. He said, "Pick up your cross and follow Me." So when we pick up the cross and follow Christ, we can't go wrong. We put our trust in Him, and we can't be Christ. We can't achieve to the level Christ achieved to. But that's our goal. We never satisfy where we at because we trying to achieve more and more we learn and this is what this lesson is all about when we learn better we do better mm-hmm. so Paul is using Christ as our example you, we know Christ didn't do all this kind of talk and all of this you know he was about his father's business that's what we're supposed to be right. about our father's business that's a, that's that's good that's a good place to bounce off of right there we are supposed to be about our father's business Tracy when you when you are about your father's business, I know that there are many oppositions that come because you're a young woman and you have, you're in the workforce and you're around people that, that really don't uh, operate the way you operate. Um, they, they, they look at you and they, they, I'm sure they, they, some of them have laid with you, whether behind your back or in your face. You're that holy roller and you're that, you're that uh, grandmother of, of the job. Uh, what do you do? What do you do when you're, you're faced with that type of thing where you have this lifestyle that Pastor Lula just talked about and, and, and your mom, where there's a righteous way to do things and there's a wrong way to do What's your where you, Where's your strength? So, where God's kingdom is alive in you, a transformation takes place. So, the things of old habitual practices and sins that you used to do, those things can no longer take place. They're not welcome because there's a difference that has come in your life. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking, you know, I'm sitting at the table at work with the directors, you know, and and the administrators and all that. And there are things that, you know, they may say or they may do that um, may not be appealing to my spirit, man. So Mm -hmm. they know who I am. They know who I am and they know whose I am. And not Amen. always do I come through saying, Jesus, 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 but my walk mm-hmm. tells them who I am. So when conversations, you know, sometimes words, you know, they slip with words and um, they'll look at me. I don't have to say, watch your words. My light shines <laughs> so that they look at me and say, oh, my God, Tracy's in the room. And so, excuse me, Tracy didn't mean to say that. So what okay. do you do? How do I handle it? I continue to walk upright. Um, I don't get caught up in the the um, uh, what they call the water cooler conversations off to the side, talking about this person and that person. I come to work to do a job, and I do a job um, according to what I've been hired to do, but under okay. the unction of the Holy Ghost, because everything that I do is unto God. Amen. And Amen. that comes Again, that transformation, the old me probably would have gotten caught up in some of the conversations and done some of the sneaky things on the side. But the new man, the new man walking in the light can't do those things because I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. Pastor Jackson, uh, have you unmuted your phone yet? Are you, uh, would you like to share? Good words, uh uh, Sister Tracy is using because you know we have to be that light. That, you know, mm-hmm. We have to use Jesus every time. Uh, that light 
is people know you who you are. And your walk, your tongue, your life stand you. It stand you. You are not a part of them. They fear. When they first met you or talked, you don't have to say a word. Because most times their word is a negative or cussing or saying something uh, about somebody or, or, or something. And if you this they're going to hear you talk. And when you talk, you're either saying okay or yes, but you're not in, you're not, you don't join in. And so right mm-hmm. away, that person see you is different. Either they'll say, whether you say you're a Christian or not, they're going to say, well, you don't gossip. That's one thing. Or they'll say, you don't like talking about people. They, they're already, already seeing you. You are something different. And that's right. the lifestyle that we, I think, all of us, this scripture is talking about, we're going to have to live when it's talking about the, the adulterers and all that. These things, Paul's telling us we don't want to be there. I mean, mm-hmm. they're there. They're automatically there for us Christians and, and the temptation and everything. But he's telling us this is not for you. And I'm just, bottom line, he's just telling us it's not for us. So that's good. Really good. And you know, Pastor Jackson, there there's a place where, where we the enemy comes against our mind and Makes it come to make us feel like we're uh, of a non-effect, and right. I, I can remember there was a time when that happened. But then God sends forth proof uh, to 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 us that what you're doing and how you're walking really does represent me. And I'm gonna tell you how I just just didn't just thought just come when you're on these jobs like like Tracy's on her job and they're they're doing what they want to do and 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 they're they're feeling like we don't need you. Let trouble come. Hmm. Let trouble All come right, in their okay. life. They're yeah. going to meet at that water cooler, but it ain't going to be no foolishness in their mouth. They're going to be like, right. uh, I'm talking to you. I need prayer. And I okay. thank God for that because that's God's love letter to the body that, hey, your walk is effective and you are doing the work of your father. So continue to move forward. And I can remember being with, with, with Roberta on numerous occasions. And, and I call her a sniper in the realm of the spirit. I call her a gang member for God because we have done drive-bys together. We have, we have gunned down the enemy in people's lives at restaurants, in bathrooms, by the toilet. She don't care. She, she really don't care. That girl will shoot at the devil. I don't care what it is. And I, I'm thankful for, for, uh, um, I'm thankful for a, a, a person of God that I'm in the trenches with because if you get in the trench with the wrong somebody, Tracy was in the military. I think she's the only one on the line that was in the military. Pastor Chris, were you in the military? Uh, no, ma'am, I was not. Okay. Tracy's the only one that was in the military. And so when you're in the military, she will bear witness to this. You don't want to go into war with a soldier that's crying and sucking his thumb. No, no, no. You want to be in the war with a with a warrior, with somebody that has accuracy when they're shooting, a sniper in the realm of the spirit, and that is who I I've seen uh, Roberta be. And so when you have those type of people around you, you can get some work done. You can do you can do some work for the kingdom of God. And so yeah. um, the the scripture says, and and we've already uh, made this clear. Be not ye therefore partakers with these types of people. So you can't run. These can't be your running buddies. Just like the, uh, a person in the military, most of the time they, they, they kind of 
surround themselves with other military people. Because civilians make them uncomfortable, especially when they're at war. Is that not right, Tree? That is correct. And so you want to know who who you with. And so that's that's what this we're we're finding out in the body of Christ. We've been with some people, but we haven't really been with the right types of people because there's no accuracy in the spirit. And that's what we're trying to come against today. We wanna we wanna hit the devil. We don't just wanna shoot at him. Mm-hmm. We got our weapons and they're loaded. But we got to learn how to shoot it with accuracy. Verse 8 says, for you were, you were, uh, I, I don't wrote, I can't read my own writing, people. Oh, you were once darkness. Ooh, that, now that hit me right there. For you were once darkness, but are now light in the Lord. It didn't say we walked in darkness. It said we was darkness. And said, so walk as children of light. That boo that messed me up when I saw that. I had not seen that, that I was I was darkness. I thought I was in the darkness. But this scripture says, I was darkness, but now I'm light. Once we get converted. I, Sister Roberta, would you, I'm not going to even expound upon that. That, that, that. Would you like to share uh, what you gained from verse 8? Uh, yes. Like you say, darkness, is, that, that represents that sinful life, who you were. When uh, mm-hmm. you inherited from your father uh, Adam, and um, you were you walked in that, but he said, you know, we don't have to continue. You hear Christians today say, "Well, I'm only human. God know I'm human," but you're mm. more spirit than human. Your spirit now, once you come come to the Lord, you become spirit. Your spirit is first. Your flesh has to die. It has to continue yeah. wrecking itself dead because you're no longer. You no longer walk in your flesh, but you walk in the spirit. And that's what uh, Paul is saying. And it's something that we have to learn because your flesh is used to having its way and doing what it want to do. But now all of a sudden you're, you're a new creature. Now you mm. walk in, in the light. The light is what? Jesus is the light. Then he said, you're the light of the world. So mm-hmm. we represent light. And light only do, it, it do good things, it's righteousness, and it's truth. So yeah. we know we know what's right. We know what was was deceitful. We know what's a lie. So what we do is a choice thing. You make a cho- a choice to do the right thing, to walk mm-hmm. in the light. So Pastor Lou, you have members at your church, and you have a member that come and sit in your office, and they say, uh, "I'm doing X Y Z, and I have no control." What do you say to him or her? Well, I guess I elaborate on the scripture a little bit that I can just say. Um, okay. Number one is when Paul is talking about the light, he's not talking about, you know, uh, he's talking about we can be in the church all our life and it's God. Mm. Light comes to knowledge. We have a lot of Christians still in the dark because they don't have, Paul said you have, you have a zeal for God but not calling to the knowledge. So when you don't have the knowledge of God, you're still in the dark. You can have the spirit of God, but if you don't have the knowledge, the knowledge is it's the word. You learn, you 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 study, you're seeking God, you come into the light. He is light. So mm-hmm. we cannot have light just getting saved. It, the, the light comes from prayer, fasting, studying, 
the more you learn, even Ephesians, Ephesians have brought light to us since we've been in here. We. Mm-hmm. So light is knowledge. So when someone come into um, my office, I try to show them the light. Um, I'll give you an example. There's a friend of mine's uh, wife. They lose the, their daughter. She never went to church again. She she think God took her child away, and uh, she mad at it mm. because she's still walking in the dark. She don't have the knowledge who God is, so she hated because she lost her daughter. And her husband is a minister. Not a pastor, but he's a preacher. He's he's um, you know, and he can't get in the church. So this is what the scripture's talking about. The scripture's talking about walking in the dark all the light. The light is the knowledge of Christ. And that's why I say Christ is Paul is trying to show us him. He is the light. The more you learn about him, the more knowledge you uh get of Christ, the more light come in your life. And that's why he said, you don't walk in the dark. He said, people that stumbling in midday, and he's talking about people that don't know him, still stumbling in midday. And you know it's light outside. You're still stumbling because you don't know him. He said, the ones that know him don't stumble. Don't even stumble in the dark. So light comes to our life. And so when that person comes to my office, I try to show them the light. Whatever the situation is. Amen. Pastor Chris, you've been really quiet today. You got somebody yes, coming ma'am. coming sitting in your office and they say, Look, I'm stumbling and I don't know how I, I done fell. I'm in the church. I done fell. I'm about to get up. What you gonna say? Well, this this is what I've learned. All of us have a gauge where we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Now, when you are counseling, there there are a lot of components there. Sometimes when you have personal experience, it can help. But the major thing is is transparency. The problem is we can't connect with the person that is coming in our chambers to get counseling. That's the problem because a lot of us, not all, but a lot of us stay in our clouds of Shande and glory, and we don't know and we don't come down to the human side of things and understand you can still minister effectively in the spirit and in the natural. What am I talking about? Well, when you have a relationship with God and you build it based off your spiritual gifts, that's where you are rolling in the spirit. Then in life, as God continues to guide you, he starts detoxing you from the things that you used to do and used to say. A lot of times you don't even have to open your mouth and people see the change. Why? Because there's a thing called process. See, we don't like talking about that word because a lot of times we want to put it in a microwave for two minutes and we expect God to put a hand on it. It doesn't happen that way. God loves to work on us in process. Why? Because we're able to honor him 
in our mess, we are able to give him glory through our mess, and we're able to give him all the praise in everything we do in spite of how we feel. We get so caught up in our emotionalism, sis, that we forget that God is still working it behind the scenes. But yet we get caught up in the emotion and go back into the sin. So you have to understand that the devil will always have your ear. As pastors, we have to understand that, yes, we can give them the theology all day long, but it depends on who you're talking to because th- that's where uh, being ready in season and out of season comes from. It's not just talking about you being a stickler uh, of the word of God. It's also talking about if some uh, somebody just walks up to you that does not have that same faith as you do, and they're just coming into the fold, or they have a husband that's a minister, and then they have a, a wife that don't want to have nothing to do with it. See, the problem is, a lot of people don't want to touch church folks, and I'm sorry to say it, but we are a controversial radio station. We, I'm just going to say it. A lot of people don't like church folk because church folk don't know how to be real with their own, with their own folk. Uh-oh. Amen. See, you know what? <laughs> let, me, let me be quiet because, see, you got all these awesome men and women of God on this panel, and you know me. If you get me turned up, sis, it's going to be on and popping. I'm already keeping the band uh, simmering in the background for our special guest because she already lit a fire last week, so we're on standby. So I'm going to put myself on mute and let you have it, but I'm more I'm more than available to answer any questions. Back to you, sis. Amen. We we do we we do want to be transparent because that's the only thing that's really going to help anybody is when we come to the realization that I don't have all the answers and we're seeking answers just like everybody else. So, Roberta, I know you have something you'd like to add to that. Yes, and and I remember I went to a, a funeral of a young man that was gunned down, and that was talk of retaliation. And the pastor did the eulogy, did such an awesome job. He got up and he said, I'm mad as hell. (laughs) (laughs) And he got the attention. Say what? He said, yes. He said, I'm mad as hell. He got, but he was talking to them. Mm -hmm. You can get scriptures. He says, this young man has been gunned down. The mm-hmm. crime of he says that I want to retaliate. Mm-hmm. He got the gang's attention mm-hmm. because that's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He right. met where they were. They were hurted. They didn't. They didn't know anything. Yeah, we know. You know, you're supposed to forgive, and we know. You know, vision is the Lord's and all that. We know that. Mm-hmm. But they wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. So what he did, he got their attention. And when he got their attention, he began to talk to them about who was the real enemy. Mm-hmm. The real enemy wasn't the person that pulled the trigger. The real enemy is Satan. Yeah, right. So he's in a fight 
and we want to we want to get revenge, and we want to we want to uh, uh, make this the you know make it count. Who who we going after? We go after Satan, and he the respond was so awesome at that funeral, but he got their attention. He didn't get up there with with the status quo to. You know the, the religious and all the scriptures because he knew that, and the man he knew the scriptures, but he knew they were hurting. Mm-hmm. He knew what they were feeling, so he met the need first. Like Jesus mm-hmm. said, a person come to you hungry, and you yeah. tell them, yeah. you know, you can't. No, you got to meet the need first. I can't talk. You want to talk to me about the scripture? I'm hungry. I can't hear nothing mm-hmm. but my stomach growling. Mm-hmm. So we have to get to the to meet the need first, and then meet a person where they are. That's good. That's good. So that what you're going through is greater you know, than what. Miss uh, Brown, can I elaborate on eight? Uh, uh, when you go back to eight again before you leave, Chandler, let's leave that eight chapter. Yeah, we will. Uh, let, let me say this, uh, Pastor Jackson. Yes, we, by all means, I, I was going to call on you next. Uh, what I was going to say, I was with uh, Sister Roberta uh, at that funeral, and that was the strangest thing. I had never experienced anything like that. When we were approaching the funeral, there were guards, armed, <laughs> armed guards. These gang members lined the street uh, on every, every so many feet uh, to protect that the, the people that was at that funeral from retaliation from other gangs. So that was that was strange just going into that setting. But like she said, that pastor who who had his Bible, who could have very well said the, the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever or for God so loved the world, he didn't start that. He started to gain their attention. And once he got their attention, he even got some of them to repent before that funeral was over with. So that that is that, and that's all we're saying. We're not saying change the message. We're saying we need to change the message. Pastor Jackson. Yeah, uh, thank you, Pastor Brown. You know, I was, you know, I was looking at eight. You know, you know, let's go back to um, the whole chapter where it's, it's Paul is speaking to Christians, and all this the whole uh, scripture is based on talking. Christian. And I was looking at when he, he was telling them how that he wants Christian people to live. And when you look at eight, he said, "For we were." That's why you put "were ye." That's they say, "Mr. Brown were sometimes darkness, but now are Minister Brown light in mm-hmm. the, in the Lord." Now then, he said, "Now you, I'm telling you." Light is better than darkness in any of our comprehension. Darkness, soon we get in our house, anything dark, we look, cut our palms on to find some light. Paul is just telling us light is better. And since we got this light, he told us to walk as Christians of who? The light. And that's what we got to stir, use all the wisdom and knowledge you can. Because this scripture is talking to an unsaved person is not going to get this at all. Because it, first of all, is it, 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 you got to use your wisdom and knowledge to talk to them, 
to get it to them because if they read that scripture, they don't want to, like you say, most of them don't want to hear nothing about God. I'll hear about a word. They want to just deliver it uh, from my, my hurt and my pain. And we got to let them know all of you, you're going to get delivered with your strategy, your wisdom and knowledge to let them know it's going to come through the light. It's not going to come through darkness. And so and this is what we have to, this whole scripture is based upon a, a lifestyle of a Christian person. And if they get this scripture and see them walking the light and you talk about I've just been raped, well, they don't want to hear that. But we have to, if they say, first of all, we've been too, if it's a person that's got Christ in their life, even if they don't want to hear it. And like I said, most of the time I tell people, if you go to a film, people try to go to the comfort somebody with themselves, try not to talk all of the scripture because most times you don't hear you anyway. You don't hear whether you say saved or not. Just be there to comfort the person, be there with a hug, be there with solace sometimes. God may not say, don't come in like you don't, you got all the answers because the person, like you say, is hurting. And they don't really need a scripture. They just might need to look at you over there moaning with them sometimes. And I just think oh, we are the light, and we're supposed to be a light to that person sitting over there. So there in darkness, we're supposed to be that light. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, uh, Pastor Jackson, we've, we've been repeating uh, this uh, about these scriptures that scriptures are not dealing with the world. These scriptures are dealing with us, the church, and mm-hmm. uh, being a part of the church for for quite a while. There, there is, even in my life and in the church, people that are in the church, there's a place where we can just flat out get off. I mean, <laughs> bottom line, Absolutely. we can make bad choices. Yeah. Make bad Absolutely. choices for our life We can get off And what we're trying to do Is to, to, to pave the way To say to, to other believers Because I believe that it's time for us To go in the field and pick And we need to go, we need to go pick cotton We need to go pick that field That field is white And it's, the, the, the crop is ready The corona has gotten that crop ready Situations, circumstances Have gotten people's heart right And the problem is The pick. The pickers are still bickering with one another on the sideline about what sack to pick up. What difference does it make what sack to pick up? What? what difference does it make who got the sack? If you pick up a sack that you can handle, because in picking cotton, there's some short sacks and there's some long sacks. Most of the time, the men get the long sacks because they have the strength to carry them. But we're arguing on the sideline about what sack, what song, and the, and the, and the crop is ready. And I believe it's time now for us, the pickers, to get ourselves together to get back about our father's business and pick. Um, we're going to go to the phone line because uh, we, we don't want to come together. That is, that is our purpose. That is our goal, to come together and to find out what do the people need from us. Is there a question they have? Is there a concern they have? We want to address our callers. So, Pastor Chris, we're gonna we're gonna take um, a couple of our callers, and we're gonna go from there. Yes, ma'am. All right, callers, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number for security purposes. So, first number four four three six four four three six. You are live on the air. God bless you. Praise praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. This is Sister Jackson. Uh, I just want to call with a word of encouragement to all of you. The topics that you're, you're talking about, it could be life-changing 
if people would hear take heed to them. You know, the little nuggets that y'all throw in there, even about the cotton sacks, you know, all of those things will help a person to 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 understand and to focus more on, on God and what he has done. You know, and talking about the forgiveness, you know, sometimes when we look back over our life at, at the things that God has forgiven us for, you know, when we come into the knowledge of it, you know, in the word, you know, we can't help but to forgive, even though it was bad. But when you look at how God kept us back then, you know, then you have a heart to forgive. Your heart is full of forgiveness. So these are some, some wonderful, wonderful topics y'all are talking about. And I just want to say to y'all, just keep up the good work because you're helping people. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Barbara. That's Pastor Jackson's lovely wife. We thank you for the uh, input. Yes, ma'am. Next caller, 6015. 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Sixty fifteen, going once, going twice. That's Lucille. God. Lucille, did you have your phone on you? Yeah, yeah Lucille. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear Hello? you. Hello. We hear you, oh, honey. Just, I just want you to know that we was listening and enjoying the show. Thank Amen. you. Have a good day. Thank you, Lucille. Yeah. We're going to take one more call, and we're going to go back at the scripture for a few seconds. Uh, Pastor Chris, what's, give us another caller, please. Yes, ma'am. 6801, 6801, you are live on the air. God bless you. Elder 6801. Jackson. Elder John Jackson. Can you hear me? We hear you now, sir. Oh, yes, ma'am. Just saying, um... Enjoying the word again this week. Uh, awesome job. Uh, I'm glad that we're reminding the saints that we are new creatures. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And Paul is trying to get the saints back on track. I really appreciate this lesson. God bless. Amen. Amen. Thank you, uh, Elder Jackson. Elder Jackson will be a part of uh, Ephesians chapter 6. We look forward to this young man. Another breath of fresh air for Saturday's buffet. I'm just amazed at the wisdom that God has imparted in our young people, and we do not want to stand in the way of the door for people such as Tracy and Elder John Jackson. We want to get out of the way and let God have his way in your lives. Thank you um, for being a part of, of the show. The, the, the fruit, uh, uh, verse 9 says, the fruit of the light. There's fruit that comes from the light, and it's all goodness and righteousness and truth. There's fruit that comes from living this life, and there's righteousness, and that's a natural fruit, and that is a supernatural fruit. Uh, sister, uh, we'll start with you, Sister Tracy, and let you uh, expound upon that if you like. Yes. I, I actually... I really enjoyed this part. God really opened up something to me. Um, in contrast to the walk in darkness is the fruit of the spirit. And we know mm. that fruit cannot grow in darkness. Fruit has to grow in light. So he brought us out of darkness into the light so that we can have the fruit of the spirit. 
And that that is just so, so very powerful because we all know that in order for us to uh, walk a walk that's upright, we have to have the fruits of the Spirit. Um, I, I really enjoyed um, uh, just the commentary and the dialogue between everyone. I think it's, it's very refreshing to hear the different perspectives and, you know, what God gives everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And in this scripture, you know, the fruit, the fruit being so powerful, um, I, I just, I, I love the fact that Christ is now the bright light, the bright light Amen. that illuminates our path. So in him being the bright light of our lives, darkness is of old. We don't have to worry about that. The blinders have been taken off. Uh, basically, we've emerged from darkness. He's plucked us out of darkness. That is just so powerful. I don't think we understand the impact of that, that we were once lost and we're no longer lost. You know, So in doing that, we can't continue to do the things that we used to do because we have a new path that's been set before us. And in in Amen. walking that path, we have to choose to please him, to please God in all that we do. Amen. Pastor Little, we have a lot of people that say, I, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and he pitied every groan that I had. And I walk, I'm walking uh, as a child of, of light. I'm walking in the light. I'm doing the work of the father that sent me. I have a lot of people that say that, but there's a confirmation part of walking. And that confirmation is this fruit that we're talking about. If God is truly our source of life, there is a confirmation. There's something that confirms this supernatural walk. Uh, what, what do you say about uh, verse uh, 9 uh, when, you, when, you, when you look at the fact that if a person truly is walking in the light, there is confirmation. There's proof of that. There's some fruit, huh? Yeah, when you bear fruit, I mean, people knows it. When mm-hmm. you walking in the light, people knows it, and and uh, I can't explain it no better than this young lady just explained it. I mean, this is what he's talking about. When you when you study the word and you come into the knowledge of Him, and you 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 just can't speak a word and and don't do it. You can't but you believe in God and not follow Him. You're a farmer, huh? Pastor Little. You're a farmer, and you, you, you're you known in the city for your garden. So what's the proof that you have that you planted that garden? When you first go out and you till that soil, and I look out there at that field, all I see is dirt. What's the proof that you really did something out there in that garden, sir? Well, well, the first thing that when I plant a seed, I still plant that seed according to the word because I already know in seven days, I don't go back into my garden in seven days because it's in the dark. When you plant it, it's have something happened in the dark. So I already know on the seventh day I should see something come to the surface. So if everything operated in faith, because it's in the dark, it's all in faith. It's in the promise. It's in the word. So I already know it's supposed to be in there for seven days. So I watch that at seventh day on that. As soon as I get up out of the bed, I walk in my God. I expect to see something. Mm. So when you're walking in the light, you expect to see something. When it's in mm-hmm. the dark, it's all in faith. Mm. See, mm-hmm. you have to understand, it said, uh, faith is subject to hope. Hope is not subject to faith. So faith can't operate until you hope for something. 
So faith, you don't have a job until you have something to hope to. So when I plant my God, I have something to hope to because I already know. In seven days, my hope is seeing it up. So perfect weather, everything happened like it's supposed to. I walk in my God and I see plants. Up. Now it's in the light. I can Amen. see it. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Little. Uh, Pastor Jackson, I remember you talking and telling your story about how you came into the actual church building. You came in and you had an expectation and you had an agenda, <laughs> a, a very hidden agenda. But you sat there and the seed of the word got planted in you. Uh, we're talking about the evidence. What is the evidence that sitting in the back of Candlelight Baptist Church on 3309 Ruckel Street had an effect in your life? What's the proof of that for us today? Well, it had a lot of proof, Mr. Brown. We don't have time to be here for that case. i tell you what, it moved me from the back to the front. Amen. It moved me. It, it, it did some things that is what we they was talking about the faith and I didn't know nothing about it, didn't know nothing about how to handle it, nothing else, but the word of God is sharper than any two A sword. Mm-hmm. It brought mm-hmm. more fruit by life change. Uh, that's the experience I had. I didn't have mm-hmm. didn't think I could change, didn't know I, it was changing for me. But mm-hmm. when the word got into the word of God, look at it didn't know what it was gonna do, just doing it. And mm. it, it brought forth change, life, mm. family, everything, thoughts, thoughts, man, yeah, thoughts. You don't think the same. You have mm. how you gonna how you gonna change your thoughts? And when you grow up thinking this way, and with all kind of uh, 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 stuff is in the way, and all of a sudden your thoughts start changing. You don't think like that no more. And then you try to think like that, then you get guilty. All that. Mm. Them the fruit. It, you just, you just did it. It, it it's just a, a thing that uh, uh, we, like I say, we encourage folks in this line. Get with it. It's just wonderful. The word of Amen. God. Learn everything. Somebody say it's a process. It's a, it's a, and it is. But the process when you know, just you may not know nothing about it, but you know of it. Learn of it. Mm-hmm. Let it work. It does work. Amen. Amen. Sister Roberta, we have we have listeners on here today, and they are of the mindset that there is a shortcut. I remember being in the Red Hills of, of Alabama, and we would go places, and we had carved out in the routes what we called shortcuts. There were many times in that so-called shortcut I met with, with serpents. I met with uh, wild animals. So, Roberta, would you would you speak to our listeners about shortcuts in life? Are there shortcuts in life? With the with the kingdom of God, there 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 is no shortcut in the kingdom you, of God. Amen. There is no shortcut. We can't go through the path, cut off through the path, mm-hmm. and that's what's wrong. People are trying to cut off through the path, but God has already established how. His, his 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 road, his pathway has already, mm-hmm. he's already set it up. And one of the yeah. things that this darkness he's talking about is not it's not a decision that you made. Because when we mm. find out, when we look in Colossians, it says we thank God 
that uh, he has translated. Mm. He he translated us uh, from darkness. He delivered us from darkness and translated us into the kingdom of God's dear son. So it's not on you. God snatched you out of darkness. Thank you, Jesus. He delivered you out of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. So it's, it's a done deal when what when he does it, when he snatches you. Now, when we try and do it ourselves, it won't work. Hmm. It won't work because it's a supernatural process. Mm-hmm. It's supernatural. It has nothing to do with our natural. It's supernatural. Hmm. And that's what he's talking about. He said, it's not just, okay, I came out of darkness. No, he said, God delivered you. Out Amen. And translate. Translate to 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 comfort, to change you, to take and change you into the kingdom of His dear Son, God did. Amen. So that's why that's why, you know, that's an old people used to say it, and they didn't understand because they the knowledge they had. They said, "I looked at my hands, and they, mm. <laughs> I looked at my feet, and they did too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the newness was, I saw my hands." In a different way Mm. The hands I used to punch with And beat with I got to lay hands with now now. The feet I I used to go to do These corrupted things They don't take me there no more Yes So they understood They didn't know how to How to break it down So they they spoke it the way they understood it Yes like, I can't do that no more. I, I, that that just don't work for me no more. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you've been delivered and translated Amen. into the kingdom of his dear son. So it's not just to have a, a, a little small thing that scripture's talking about. That's why he said you were darkness. Yeah. He has to snatch you out of it. Yeah. Can you translate you into the kingdom of his mm-hmm. dear son, which is light. Mm-hmm. So when you when you walk when the light comes on, okay, how dark a room is. A speaker a one speaker a light makes mm-hmm. a difference. Mm-hmm. And the darkness can disappear. Now you don't know where it went, but it disappeared. Why? Because the light always overpowers the dark. So that's what uh, I got out of this. And, and I so, love what he gave us. I love the fruit that God gave us. He gave us the fruit of goodness. He gave us the fruit of righteousness. And God, then he handed us the fruit of truth. So truth combats combat every lie that the enemy has told and telling us and will ever tell us. We no longer have to walk in darkness. And we no longer Amen. have to walk ignorantly saying, I didn't know. Because, baby, Amen. you were given the truth. And the Amen. truth, this is what I love, too. The truth even makes facts a lie. Already gone. Oh, I like that. The truth even makes a fact a lie. And you know, in our natural sense, a fact is the is the, is the gospel. But with God, even a fact can be a lie. And you say, Well, Lorraine, how is that? I'm glad you asked. You can go to a doctor who has had much education on cancer and cancer treatment, and that doctor can sit with his white, pure white coat on, with his education plastered all over his wall, with his bank account full, driving the best cars in the world, living the best life in the world because he's made a lot of money 
uh, on cancer treatments for people, and he can tell you with his mouth that you have cancer and you have six months to live. That is a fact. I'm looking at your record. I'm looking at your, your, your paperwork. I'm looking at your x-rays. Now, he can tell you that. You can walk out of his office and look to God, the author and the finisher of your faith, and you can say, God, what is the end of my life going to be? Is this cancer, God, going to take my life, or are you going to supernaturally heal me from this natural thing that is going on in my sanctified body? And God can say to you, go your way, sin no more. You have been made whole today. And you can go back to that educated doctor that's got all of those things going for him and say, doctor, what I need you to do is x-ray me one more time. Glory to God. And he can x-ray you one more time. And he can be scratching his head next week saying, I don't know what happened. I know I saw cancer. It was all over your body. But as of today, I must say you are cancer free. So that means that that fact that that doctor had has been has been delivered to the truth. And the truth that says that fact is now a lie. Glory to God. Let's go to a caller, Pastor Chris. Let's all right. Go to a call. Yes, Lord. All right. Well, let's get it in. Uh, let's, let's. Okay, band, stop, stop. Okay, there you go. Right, <laughs> I, I, had to calm, I had to calm, I had to calm the band <laughs> down. Sorry, y'all. Um. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Next caller we have on the line seventy nine ninety one seventy nine ninety one. You are live on the air. God bless you. Hi, this coming. is Jeanette. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. This is Jeanette Pontoon. Um, me and my mom and my sister um, just listening, enjoying this message today. Would you let mom say hi? Uh, mom is one of our honorees. Would you let mom say hi today, please? Hi. Hey, baby, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm doing good. good. That is awesome. I love you, and thank you for being such a, a great supporter to us. And I thank you, too. All right. God bless. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you. All right. Okay, Pastor Chris, we're going to go to another caller. Yes, ma'am. Twenty-two twenty. Twenty-two twenty. You are live on the air. God bless you. Twenty-two twenty. Yeah, we hear you. Hi. Hey. Praise God. You know, it's just exciting listening to y'all this morning. I was in the. Uh, I was doing breakfast, and all of a sudden the spirit just quickened me, cause I, you know, I forget sometimes. And it just quickened me to um to for the radio station. So I said, let me hurry up when I fix the breakfast. And I was able to listen to a lot of it. Amen. Amen. You know, and Amen. I, I I'm just I'm just grateful, you know, to what God has done with the family and what God is doing with the family, and because this is a time that we need to grow in Him and continue to pray and see and hear our family share the word of God, it is Amen. a blessing. It is a blessing. Amen. And I jumped in on when Bert was talking about uh, God is a righteous God, and mm-hmm. God does not tolerate unrighteousness. I'm just writing down okay. the things that I got from the program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how y'all spoke about um, the darkness, you mm-hmm. know, um, how we walk in the light and let our light shine. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say this, because it's just so much in it. You share so much and uh, so much nuggets. And this about um, when we be born again believers, there's a process where God mm-hmm. gives us time to grow. He mm-hmm. gives us time to grow. So the process is uh, very uh, meaningful that people know, because some people start and they feel like they're weak, and then they, they just get lost and feel like they can't make it. But to let mm-hmm. people know that is room for growth once you are yeah. born again. So all of it is good. So God Amen. bless y'all. All right. God bless you. All that right. Was that was Pastor Rita Fain. Yeah, Pastor Rita. Okay, thank you, sister. One more call, and we're going to go back to the word, proving what is well and pleasing to the Lord, Pastor Chris. One more caller, please. Yes, ma'am. 1350. 1350, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hello, hello. Um, as I have been listening for the last two weeks, this is very informative, and i like to thank you all for um, giving us some part of who you are. And I know as a 36-year-old believer and a parent that is raising her kids in the fear and the moderation of the Lord, um, what we are lacking or what we misinterpretate when we come to Scripture and listening to Paul, the apostle, I think we forget that still human. And we come and we see these people and we think that they're supposed to be just where we are. They're supposed to do what we're supposed to be doing. But we forget that we fall too. We forget Mm -hmm. we don't have that outlet for someone to put us to. We don't have that person to pour into us. And we look for so many ways and answers and reasons, and yet we don't lean in ourselves to the main reason or the main answer. And it's us Mm -hmm. accepting what we have done, us accepting who we are. And only way for Paul to even tell us to get to these foundations, he accepted what he did. Once he accepted what he did, the change, the transformation, the deliverance, the um, message began to come forth. Until he accepted it, Paul was no offense. So before we even get to putting these people into the light of Christ, do have they accepted what they've done? If they haven't accepted what they've done and even accepting Christ, you can't get the full package unless you accept him as your Lord and Savior. So I'm just honored um, to hear you guys, but um, I'm, I'm just enjoying this ride. <laughs> Amen. This ride. So um, you all be blessed and continue to con- pour out for the Lord. You know, young lady, you just said something. Uh, you just said something to me because I can remember uh, being in the church and making wrong, a wrong turn in my life, and I got off completely off. And I kept trying to do that religious thing of of, of acting like I was saved and acting like I had failed, but I hadn't hurt myself. I was okay. And one day, as Pastor Chris said, I got sick and tired of myself. I was stinking in my own nostrils, and I wanted to get my life back on track with God, but I had gone too far and I had stayed too long and I needed to be delivered. I could no longer get up off the floor. I had fell down. I couldn't get myself up. And I remember crying out to the Lord. And this is what he told me. He said, you need to do what David did. And when he said that to me, I'm like, David, what did David do? So I went into the scripture and I began to search out the scriptures 
uh, with David. And what David did, David quit lying to himself, and he stopped trying to lie to God. He became honest. He said, Lord, I don't fail. I'm, I'm, I've been with Bathsheba. I really want to be with Bathsheba. This is wrong. I don't want to sin against you, but I like, what I'm, I like this wrong I'm doing. And that's what I did. I began to be honest with God. I began to say, Lord, if I got to give it up, it'll never happen. But if you come and help me, I won't fight with you. And that's how I got delivered. And, I, and that is a good way of putting that. We've got to come to terms with who we are and what we're doing in our life. There is proof. There is proof when you serve God. And if you're looking in the mirror, woman, man of God, and you don't see any proof, you need to go back and do it again. Because something is wrong when there is no proof. If I keep, I'm, I'm a virgin when it comes to alcohol. If I go downstairs now, I'm at my son's house, and I take a swig of some of that stuff he got down there on that counter, if I don't get drunk, I'm lying that I don't drink. Hey, glory to God. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If I don't get drunk, if I take a swig of that alcohol and I don't get drunk, that's because I've been drinking. So it's time to come to terms with the truth. This is so good. Verse 10, Saints. Proving what is well, pleasing to the Lord. Our life, our life and everything that we do must please God once we become saved. And we must work tirelessly to reject everything that's not like God. Sister Roberta, a lot has been said. Uh, would you like to explain? Oh, I'd like to respond that the last caller was, was uh, uh it just brought something back to to uh, my mind. She said, when Paul accepted who he was, mm-hmm. and the way Paul accepted who he was, he acknowledged, he used, he, when his testimony was, I used to persecute the church. He didn't try and hide what he used to do. He acknowledged who he was. He acknowledged his wrong, and in that, he got free. So with him uh, uh, being free, he was able to free others. And, mm-hmm. and often tell people that if you do that, you know, I myself, the thing that freed me up is when I had to confront my confront my demons, my 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 before I got saved, not the after. Mm. I had to confront them as well as to uh, acknowledge the fact that me as a young woman, how I came up out of a Christian home, and I got pregnant at seventeen, at, mm-hmm. at sixteen. Now, at 16, and I had a baby at 17. Well, I thought my mm-hmm. life was over. But when I went back and I I uh, told told my mama, when I got into the Word and found out how I hurt them, I hurt my parents bad because I should have been a virgin when I got married. And when I went back and apologized to them, and I apologized to uh, my daughter's father for that because he didn't make me. I did that. I, I, I made him. I caused him to sin as well. And once mm. I did that, free. I became free. And I had to first be delivered, even though it was before Christ, I still had to deal with it. And it, mm-hmm. it caused the pain that I caused. You know, I really thought my life was over. You know, 16 years old, you got a baby. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about no baby, having mm-hmm. no baby, raising no child. My life mm-hmm. is over. I gotta wow. tell my parents this, so my life was over. So once I did that, I went to them and I apologized and I told them I was sorry for putting shame on the family and causing the shame, the family to to uh, be put to shame. And I apologized to them and I apologized to to her father as well. 
And I even apologized to her because she shouldn't have had to have been uh, 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 not raised with her father. He should have been, we should Amen. have been married. I did, I, I went back and did that too. I, I couldn't correct it, but I mm-hmm. could acknowledge right. it. And once mm-hmm. I acknowledged it, I became free yeah. of it. And that's the thing that, that he was talking about, the knowledge. When we have the, you know, we come to the knowledge, you know, in learning uh, uh, how to please God. And I believe that was pleasing to God. That that's, that's, that's the learning. When we learn better, we do better. So mm. uh, in the question you asked me, I probably got off, but that was a burning so inside you're of me. Okay. That was a burning in, inside of me of, of, of that, you know. And I also had to experience it for myself as well. Uh, I, be, You know, I experienced the pain that my mother experienced. But I was able to understand then. So you don't understand until you go through it. I began to understand then. But Paul began to understand. That's why when he was when he was persecuted, when he was being beat, he understood, and he was mm. able to take it and be re- and rejoice in it because he was the one did it before, and now it's being done to him. So he understands that they don't know what they're doing because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, but he found out that you know. Hey, it's okay because I'm doing it for the cause of Christ. This Amen. For, 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 for the Lord. He was doing it as pleasing unto the Lord. And uh, I probably got off your question. Give me your question. No, you're, you're fine. You know what? I, you okay. know what, what? What's happening with me is call Uh-oh. a 1350. It doesn't mess me up. That's what that's what's happening yeah. with me. And and and, and what uh-huh. I want to do, I want to do, I want to do two things. I'm gonna come back and do our housework. I'm, I'm, I'm also going to, uh, I'm asking that each one of the panel uh, prepare for your final words. But uh, Pastor Chris, would you please put yes, 1350 back on here? Put up the put yes, up back. Put up back. Folks yes, ain't going to get enough. Uh, I don't have no fire yeah, shoes on. Y'all going to quit coming on Saturday buffet, setting my buffet <laughs> on fire. Y'all going to stop that. Y'all going to stop that. Listen, call the 1350. 1350. Yes, ma'am. We do a lot of hurt. We do a lot of hurt. We hurt people a lot. We hurt people a lot. How do you mm-hmm. feel like, what do you think we do when we when we come to ourselves? Do you think we put enough energy in going back to deal with the hurt that we caused? Well, one thing about it, you can't go back and redo every person that you've wronged. But the ones that you know, I would say you start first with your family. And if you're married, you start with your spouse. From your spouse, you go to your kids. You go down the line. Even go to your leadership because we forget that we hurt our leaders. Mm-hmm. And because when we're looking at our leaders, we're looking at them to be Savior. We look at them as God, and he never mm. intended because we misinterpret the title for that person, for the anointing. You have mm. a title, you have an anointing, and it's two separate things. But you're operating in one. So you go back from where you can start the the first thing. And we wake up every day, as David said, Father, forgive me for every sin that I have committed. Let it be word, thought, or indeed. I may have sinned against you and didn't even know it. So Mm. I got to go back now. My actions was wrong. I rolled my eyes because I didn't didn't like the way you told me something. So I rolled my eyes. Rolling your eyes is not a sin, okay? Because I'm human. I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll my eyes because, you know, I, I, I didn't like what you did. 
So in order for me to get over it, let me roll my eyes and walk away for a second, but I'm not sinning. It don't make me less of a Christian if I do. But I'm going to come back to you. Hey, when you was talking, I wasn't feeling it. But right now, I have my moment. I'm coming back to you. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Because he taught us to bless those that persecute us. Bless them. You know, so we don't want to bless Percy because it ain't never been cute. We don't want to mm. talk to these people because we already know the damage that we've done to them. It's like, okay, you party with me in the world. Now I done changed partners. So now it's like, mm. oh, man, I got to live one type of way. I got to change this way. So now you don't even want to go over there to them anymore, which means if you came out from that world, go back and reach and get them too. Come on. <laughs> go back and get them same ones that was in the world partying, partying with you, whoremonging, drinking, whatever you wanted to call it, sniffing, popping bottles, whoever. Go back and get them same ones. Let me tell you, we did this wrong the first time. But now that I have come to the knowledge of Christ and who he is, I'm accountable to come and get you to. Mm. Because you are in that inner circle that is with me because you still go to them. You go to them for the worldly things. You don't want to talk to them for the Christian things because they ain't ain't on that level no more. But you're still talking to them. You're talking to them on worldly side to get the little, girl, what was on TV last night? Oh, man, girl. But then when it comes to bringing them to Christ, you far from it. Mm. Mm. So as believers, Mm. that old man has to die. Because we are new. Yes, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, which means his word stays the same. It's never going to change. However, when we are evolving around the world that we live in, 2,000 years ago is not the same as 2020 right now. Mm -hmm. It don't look the same. You know why? Because we're still not in slavery. We're not picking cotton. Yeah, you have some people Mm -hmm. that are in bondage, which represents slavery, but that's by their choice. Mm-hmm. It's by their choice. God chose us today to choose blessing or cursing, life or death. Whatever you choose when you woke up was your choice. No mm-hmm. longer do you put that on the responsibility of anybody else around you. Well, you made me act like this. No, you have you have that understanding. You know right Amen. from wrong. You know what you choose to do. So you go to your spouses. You go to your family. Sit your family down. Look, I messed up. I ruined mm-hmm. you. I don't know the pain I caused you, but as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. And if that serving the Lord starts with me, then that's what it's going to be. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. And, and that's true. I, I, I believe too, uh, Carla, that a lot of times what we do, we take a lot of energy to put people in the pit, but we take very little to get them out. You know, we think that all of this thing that we do is, I'm sorry, it's just enough, but we need to really put some effort into the process of helping them to heal. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. I, 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 I'm telling you, that, that is amazing. Uh, I, love, I love your energy, uh, sweetie. Uh, I love what you had to say. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, imparting your wisdom and knowledge. Uh, it's just amazing. It's amazing to see um, the fruit of your mom's labor. It's amazing to see that coming from a perspective of not having that to manifest in my personal life right now. Uh, I'm going to uh, do my housekeeping uh, today. I want to acknowledge, uh, I want to acknowledge Sister Dorothy Curry and her caretakers. She has uh, her daughters, uh, Lucille Priester 
and Sister Shirley Allen or her caretaker. These are our biggest fans, and we want to honor these women because they come faithfully to the buffet and to uh, listen to us. Also, Sister Ella Priester, her caretaker, Sister uh, Leola Priester, and last but certainly not least, Sister Eartha Lee Aaron, who we heard from earlier, her two caretakers, Sister Jeanette uh, Pontoon and her sister, Sister Edna Moore. Thank you, ladies, for um, uh, allowing your moms uh, to listen to our show every Saturday and to be a part of what we're doing. These young ladies are 90, 95, and 96 years old, and I want to honor them uh, for the buffet every Saturday. We thank God for uh, all of our callers on today. We want to give our guests uh, ample time to share um, their uh, thoughts, their final thoughts. Uh, any, anything you want to share, you want to share from the script, you want to share from your heart, whatever the Spirit is giving you. We'll start, uh, of course, with our honored, uh, honored guest on today, Sister Tracy Davis. Amen. Uh, you can share your final thoughts, please. Amen, amen. Um, I am, I'm still basking in the, in the words of Sister uh, Tammy Jones, our last caller. Uh, thank you so much for that. I just, uh, the takeaway today is basically you are out in the open now. You're no longer in darkness. Basically, darkness and evil has been replaced with goodness, righteousness, and truth. That is our staple. That's what marks us. That's what we are to live by. That's what we are to uh, uh, stand up in every day, goodness, righteousness, and truth. The old man is gone, and there's a new man, or as they said, there's a new sheriff in town, and this new sheriff is going to share, uh, expose the enemy, and in exposing the enemy, as Sister Tammy said, you have to accept what you did in the past. In order to be able to speak to other lives in the future, you have to accept your past, acknowledge it. Repent from it and turn from it. That's where the darkness and light comes into play. So now I'm walking in the light of God. And in the light of God, I expose the enemy. Everything that he does is under my feet. And I press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. If we can just continue to do that, just walk upright in goodness, righteousness, and truth. As Christian believers, I believe that we can be an impactful change in this world. Amen. Thank you, Sister Tracy. Thank you for being a part. We pray and and hope that your schedule will allow you uh, to come back and, and continue um, continue on with us with uh, Chapter uh, 5. Uh, we understand that you, you're a very busy woman, but if you have the time, we would love to have you back on the buffet on Saturday. Also, uh, Pastor Jackson, uh, uh, distinguished special guest, final word, sir. Yes. The scripture tells us when it began to be followers of God as dear children and walk in love. Statement that Paul is telling us what has been said, that's what we got to do. No matter what we face or what faith better, we gotta do what we just did. We gotta stick point people for God. In love and Christ also has loved has been loved and has given himself 
sacrifice to God for a sweet flavor. He has given us. It's okay. It's sweet when we see us worshiping, uh, doing the work of God. It smells good to God to see us loving, to see us going back, and the people that we have hurt, uh, loved ones, uh, husband, wife, whatever, and make it right. It's a sweet smelling favor to God for us to be like God wants to be. He didn't make and brought us in this brought us in this world for us to act like what we learn or what we pick up from our job, what we pick up from. Uh, school or wherever, we still got to come back and go with God, love like he say, do what he say, obey like him, like he say, walk in life like he say, because life is far better. It gives us a choice to choose, and that's what we should do, and that's what we ought to do, and that's what we're going to do. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Amen. Pastor, little final thoughts. Well, we're supposed to walk in the spirit and truth. And um, it's a choice. Like Paul said, we have to crucify the flesh daily. Every day we wake up, we never graduated. We're still learning. We're still following Christ. But in order to follow Christ, we have to crucify the flesh because mm-hmm. we live in a fleshy body, it's always want to do wrong. If you don't crucify it, it will. We will make a bad choice. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Little. Uh, Sister Roberta, final thoughts? Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good report, think on these things. That's my final yeah. Amen. This has been, I'm going to get to uh, Pastor Chris. This has been an amazing uh, time together. Um, Our goal is to develop ourselves uh, a renewed relationship with the Father, uh, to be realigned uh, back to the purpose in which we were born, to not just walk around a myth, but to walk around on purpose, doing the work of our Father. And so we want to help those of you who are struggling, uh, we understand the struggle is real. We know that the opposition is great. Uh, we come and we set ourselves and make ourselves available to you to um, help you uh, in, in whatever endeavors that you are about, that, that God has given you. We, we know that the fight is on. And so if we fight together, how can, how can, uh, uh, we, 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 we're armed when we band together. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's what we're coming to do with Ephesians chapter 5. It is transforming our lives, and we believe beyond the shadow of a doubt it will transform your life. Pastor Chris, do you have any final words, sir? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I just wanted to encourage the, the callers as well as ourselves that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And what we also what we understand as believers, you know, again, you know, we have a lot of different mandates, a lot of different doctrines, a lot of different things going on. But in this season, as we draw to 2021, we have to understand that church as usual is no more. 
Relationship is key to unlocking the next level in things of God. It's not how much you sow, Mm -hmm. not how good you look, not how perfect Mm -hmm. you speak, not how well you preach, but it's your relationship that God is calling on. And when you do that, the relationship will begin to change things in your life. See, we have to make that decision to want change, sis, and that's the problem. A lot of us, even in our walks with God, we get complacent, Mm -hmm. content where we are. We don't want to grow anymore because we built this. We did that. And see, that's the key word. We built. God is the author. And we have to understand, regardless if you're on a pulpit or not, we have to understand that relationship and transparency is key to unlocking the things of God. And people will not see the real God in you if you can't be real with yourself. If you can't look in the mirror and do a self-check and a self-analysis and understand, look, my, my title may say pastor, but sister, brother, I go through every single day. I know exactly what you are going through right now. When you are growing in God, it's a thing called growing pains. You're going to go mm-hmm. through. You're going to feel some kind of way. You're going to say, you know what? I'm tired. Of, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of talking this way, acting this way. Okay, I'm going to be real. <laughs> this is what real people say. I'm sorry to say it. Even pastors. Most of us may not want to be honest with that, but I know for a fact when you are responsible for a flock and it's your job to guide the sheep to the truth so they can unlock their own purpose and their own keys, it's hard sometimes. And sometimes you don't want to give up your sheep, but it's just like kids. Kids get older, they're ready to move out the house, and as parents, as much as we don't want them to go, and want them to scrape their knee or go through life or know what it's like to get a pink slip, know what it's like to be laid off, know what it's like to have uh, kids and can't provide food on the table. We want to keep, we want to protect our kids. But see, the, the awesome thing about God, God doesn't keep us in situations too long. Because even if, just, let's, we, can, we talked about Paul today, perfect example. Paul was the man that was taking people out, proclaiming the gospel. He was the hardest of the hardest. So you mean to tell me God can't deliver you through anything? You could be, you could have been the most ruthless drug dealer in your town, or the the most uh, influential pimp in your city. But let me tell you something: when God hits you, there is something that you can't shake. And when he gets you where he wants you, he will change you. And the people that you mm-hmm. are surrounded with, they're going to think you stink in the spirit because you've been washed by the blood. See, people don't understand how powerful God is, and he could take a knucklehead like me and change my life completely. I know that God mm-hmm. is real. And my job Amen. is to be as transparent as possible to, uh, to make people understand that it's not always uh, uh, candy canes and rainbows and and, every, and I'm always floating on the cloud. No, it's not that. Sometimes God puts you through the press for a reason. Di- diamonds Amen. do not become diamonds by us just washing off the coal. It takes Amen. Pro- it takes pressure. 
So I'm going to wrap it up. All I'm saying is this, family. Ephesians is a powerful, powerful book of the Bible. It tells you how to walk this thing, talk this thing, act the way you're supposed to act in God. Is it easy? No. I get it. This world is different now. I get it. These kiddos is coming home with stuff that we wasn't even thinking about. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, family, God first, relationally, not religiously, relationally. And I keep saying it, and I'm beating a dead horse, but this is what God is calling us for this season. Let's forget about religion, forget about all this stuff that we learned 20, 30 years ago. God is downloading a new program, and we got to be in the mirror and be real with ourselves and be willing to take the download. Are you? So, family, I'm done. I'm t- I'm not going to beat you up too much longer. So, Sister Brown, Roberta Jones, panel, back to you. Amen. Thank you, uh, Pastor Chris. That's all we're saying. We've, we've got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've got a few minutes, and we may as well give it to a caller. Pastor Chris, should we get a caller, please? All right. Let's see. Let's see. We have a lot here. Okay. Let's, uh... <laughs> just pick one. <laughs> All right. I'll just pick one. All right. 7392, 7392, you are live on the air. God bless you. 7392, you're on the air. Unmute your phone, please. Okay. Let's go to another one, Pastor listen. Chris. No problem. God bless you. Thank you for calling. Five 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 one five 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 one. God bless you. Sound like we had somebody to say something. Did the seventy three ninety two finally say something? No, that was the, the caller that we have okay. right now. Five fifty one. You're live on the air. I just okay. want to say good job today. Amen. Yes, ma'am. We hear you. Oh, I just wanted to say good job today. I'm enjoying um, the word that's going forth. I enjoyed last week, and I'm really loving today. So excellent job. And I must say I'm thankful um, for all the callers and the panel because I have a personal relationship with all of you guys. So I'm taking it all in, and it's amazing to allow the world to get what I've been growing up with. So thank you all so much for your obedience. God bless you, my queen. God bless you too, Auntie. Oh, man. All right, Marquita, y'all sisters need to get together. I, I already gave you an invite, <laughs> and I'm calling you out. So y'all need to get together. I know, together Pastor, Chris. Pastor Chris. I know. <laughs> we got you, Pastor Chris. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. 76.89, 76.89, you are live on the air. God bless you. Seventy six eighty nine. You are live on the air. God bless you. They are just listening. Okay. okay. You want me to keep going, sis, or just just one out. more caller? Well, let me okay. not have two. Depending on how long how long they take. Give us another one, please. Okay. No problem. Sixty fifty six. Sixty fifty six. You are live on the air. God bless you. God bless everybody. Um. I'm just listening. I enjoyed thus far. I enjoyed last week, and um, 
like the caller prior, it's, it's amazing to hear the, um, my family members go forth, and it's just a blessing to be here today. Amen. All right. We got 3941. 3941. You are live on the air. God bless you. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> just thanking God for each and every one of you all. <clears throat> May God continue to bless you all in the world. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for calling. God bless you. All right. Two 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 zero two 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 zero. You are live on the air. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I tell you, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just loving it. I love to hear the word of God, and I love to glean for which everyone is saying, because we all is a part of the body. And that's what we're supposed to do. And sometimes you don't think about the simple things that the scripture says. You read it, and it's kind of laying dormant, and then here, other people is teaching it, and it makes it come alive again. It makes the word come alive again because we don't study the same word every week, but we need to hear it. And so when we hear, what others are studying, what others are saying, it just completes your spirit. So Amen. I'm grateful to be on this day. Thank you all. Thank Amen. you. Pastor Chris, we're going right. to allow uh, the uh, caller 1350 to close us out today uh, with her final words. Uh, she's been amazing. Um, I remember caller 1350 uh, when she was a child. I called her I called her mom's house one day and I was playing on the phone, which I'm notorious for doing. Don't judge me. Uh, I was playing on the phone and I, I pretended to be uh, uh, a person that was going to commit suicide. She was a baby. She was a child. And I, and I, was, I pretended to be a person that was going to commit suicide. And she read me in the spirit. And that has, that has always been her, her um, uh, life. She's always been a spiritual... Even when she was a bad little girl, she was a spiritual girl. And I just want to let 1350 close us out on today with whatever final thoughts God give her. She's raising two godly children. She's a godly woman. And I just want to honor um, everyone on the panel. And I want 1350, if you're still on the air with us today, I want you to close us out. If However the Lord leads you, if you want to pray us out, we have uh, six minutes. 1350. All right. I'm here. Um I definitely want to pray us out Amen. because as a hurting body of Christ, the only way to heal is through prayer. So all hearts and minds clear. Um, we can take this before the Lord. And what we came in for today was already done. Amen. And as the callers continue to come through and continue to glean and continue to learn and be transparent, as my mother said, and translate the language to what they understand, what they're looking for will be met. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today, first of all, giving you praise, glory, and honor for being our God, our King of kings, and our Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord, because we take this opportunity not by chance, not by coincidence, not by happiness but by your divine appointment. 
And, God, we thank you that every caller that is on this call, life has been transformed, delivered, healed, and set free today from the scriptures, also from testimonies of the people on the panel. And, God, as these panelists, God, we thank you that as you are bringing to them more sheep to flock, Father, we thank you that they will be able to shepherd them as you would have them to. That, Lord God, they will come more like you and less of them. They will empty out their selves even the more so that you will be able to get the glory in the lives of their people. That, Lord, their fruit will reproduce the great harvest that they have been longing to see. So, Lord, we thank you and praise you and we lift you up on high today. We also thank you, Lord, for Pastor Chris and even having this radio show that the abundance and the riches that are beginning to follow him shall not overtake him, but that they will lift him up and send him even further. So, God, we ask that you will continue to cover his family, cover his wife, cover his children, God, cover his church family, and keep them under your bosom. Lord, we also thank you that if there is anyone that has a test, has a need that has not been met, God, that you shall supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory. That if they do not know you through the pardon of their sins, we ask that they accept you, God. Yes, Lord. That they accept you. Yes, Lord. That your arms are open, wide open to receive them into the body of Christ. So, God, we just thank you that as they make this transition to live for you and only you, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that your light will shine bright in their lives. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. We go out with song, Pastor Chris. No, no words needed behind that. Enough said. God bless everyone. See you next week at the buffet.
Radio, Central Texas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.